Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh, my dear brothers and sisters. Welcome back to the realest live stream in Dunya. You're back with the three hosts, the three Muslims. How y'all doing? Wa alaikum assalam warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. How you guys doing? Wa alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Alhamdulillah. Damn, bro. Your mic got, you got to lower your mic or something. Yeah, bro. you got to lower loud. the game, bro. Oh, me? Damn. You going to make us fade yeah. out. My bad, bro. How was that? Oh, is that, is that better? A little better. Everyone's always telling me to uh, to raise my my mic volume. So Subhanallah. We got 117 viewers right now in the in the stream. May Allah bless you all for tuning in. Um, yeah. Before we uh, go right into it, you guys saw the thumbnail. You guys know the main question that was commonly asked. So I'm gonna put it right here. I don't know if you want to address that. Why well, I gotta let me let me let me unmute. There you go. I literally unmuted myself and then you remuted me. Now I can't hear y'all. Are y'all muted? Unmute yourselves so I can hear you speak. Come on, I just, I need to hear something. I need I need to see if like my audio thing is yeah. working. Okay, okay. Yeah, it's working, bro. Alhamdulillah. Uh Fayed, are you single? Rami, are you single? No, Alhamdulillah, I'm married. Alhamdulillah, this answers the question then. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> that man's avoiding so hard. <laughs> I know, bro. Alhamdulillah. Ooh, all right. Alhamdulillah. Salam, are you guys alive right now? I don't know, bro. That's an interesting question. All right, let's go. Next, know, we have a question man. from Smoking Marinara. How do I prevent getting sucked into life's temptations as an early 20s female? That is tough. That is tough. Where do you go? I don't know. Hold on one second. Hold yeah. on one second. Um, I mean, it depends on what the temptations are. You know, early life temptations. Are you talking about the temptation of wanting to fit in and uh, perhaps, you know, slipping and doing things that majority of people are doing that you should not be doing? Well, in that case, you should just either surround yourself with good people, good company that's going to encourage you to do good and stay on the straight path. Or just be by yourself and just don't be around the the, the people who are going to persuade you to, you know, basically be worse in life. I would also say getting married to a good, pious man um, is a good way to avoid the temptations. And uh, just, you know, stick to the Quran and the Sunnah. Keep Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the forefront of your mind. Hmm. Hmm. Succinct, bro. Succinct. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. I oh, know, bro. You got another follow-up to uh, what you were saying, bro. What? Some someone wrote. We know y'all are married. Some sister wrote. Yeah, that. yeah. Nah, we know that Fayed and Rami are married. Why can you not say you married? Well, because I never said that I was or wasn't. To be honest, at no point. My man's trying to game the audience, bro. Keep them on their toes. Uh, let's see. 
No, actually, you know what? I'll just say it because there's no point in like just fighting it off or anything. I just I like keeping my life private unless you guys haven't really seen that. You know, yes, I share things here on Between Muslims and my channel. But I, I like to keep some things private. But I guess I'll share with y'all. Shisibillah. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Shisibillah. Uh, but yes, I am married. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. MashaAllah. MashaAllah. Bro, I want this on record, bro. All three of us. No more questions. No more marriage questions, bro. Uh, let's see. Ooh. No. No? But I did pray Istakhara. And it wasn't... Actually, yeah, I prayed Istakhara before meeting this person and then I prayed so harder when I met the person just to ensure yeah. that this was uh the proper one because let's bro let's let's yeah. ask this next question bro this is a really good question I've never thought about that just, you want to read it out because some people are on Spotify what would you guys do if one of you guys left Islam Damn. like what would what would we do like like let's say Rami left his name stuck for a lot. Let's not even think about that. Let's let's say Rami did leave. Like, are you asking what would me and Fire do, or what would we do? Like, if we were the ones that left Islam? No, no, no. What the former? The former. How you know? Because I understood it as like, oh, what would I do if I left Islam? Mm, I no, because it's speaking from the possessive. If one of your guys, not you yourself, left Islam. Otherwise, it would say, what would your guys do if you left Islam? Mm. I'd be pretty sad, to be honest, man. Yeah, the dynamic wouldn't be the same, bro. Yeah. Like, we could, we could angry, replace Rami, bro. It ain't going to be the same. Yeah. No, nah, I'm playing, bro. Rami, you're not replaceable. Come on. <laughs> well, Everyone just implied Everyone's that it wasn't replaceable like that. Yeah. Replaceable, yes. But would it be the same? No. Of course not. Of course not. It's not really, there's not an exact replica of me fired or on hell. Um, right. Anyone's replaceable, right? Like imagine putting like, you know, um, uh, Abu Taymiyyah uh, or someone on here. Bro, that's like, in terms of knowledge, that'd be way, way more significant to have him on, right? As a, as yeah. a, as a host. But it's not me. It's just not going to be me. Um, but yeah. what would I do? I would just keep giving doubt. It would hurt me, obviously. I, you know, it would break my heart, but I'd keep giving doubt to that person, live my life and go on and Islam would go on and Dawah would go on and T3M Shala would go on. It's just, mm. that's just life. Oh, Fudge was funny, bro. He wrote the, he wrote the thing oh, about the, my only fans. Yeah. Listen, I had to, I had to close that down actually. Like once I got married, you know, I had to have some, uh, some Hayat, some. Mm, too much fitna, bro. Yeah, Even too bro. much fitna to these, these ladies in the streets. You know, but I uh, see my only my only fans was a uh, it was the only men sign up. Oh, brothers only. Yeah, but for love, bro. Uh, Yo, Rami, you, Rami, you real serious, bro? You like? Don't worry, bro. I'm not gonna let anyone know that you were the uh, the first person to sign up. Oh, you. I just let I, everyone. Know. I would appreciate if you don't let everyone know that I was the first one to sign up. 
He just let he just let two people. Yeah, we just we just kind we both just let them know, but it's it's okay. I got the premium subscription. I got the highest tier, and I actually got it on two different accounts to show my support. Alhamdulillah. um, And guys, that's why I'm so serious. I'm reading some of these comments. Yeah, guys, PSA. If you send the if you send the super chat, we're gonna guarantee uh, answer because the way Streamyard works, it comes up at the top. Um, otherwise, normal comments. I'm just gonna kind of go through them one by one. So we got two super chats. I'm just gonna go through them. First one's from brother Dominic. Um, I'm trying to reconcile these ideas of determinism and the free will in Islam. That these things have been written by the will of Allah, but we sin. So, actually, we mentioned the last stream for us Zahabi, and um, he actually gave a very beautiful answer to this whole dilemma. And it was from a more secular perspective, but it is kind of the Islamic um, narrative as well. So, when it comes to determinism and free will they are not contradictory um, because if you look at determinism as encompassing your free will, then you can still have both. Your your ability to choose is already encompassed in the chain of events that are going to happen. There is only one chain of events that will occur and that is set in stone. And within those chain of events that are set in stone, it encompasses our free will and our ability to choose. So just think about it like this. Allah has the ultimate will. No one's will oversees or supersedes Allah's. Allah, by virtue of his own will, gave us the ability to choose by the will of himself. So Allah writing in a book before anything was created, exactly what will happen is not determining what will happen, but it's writing in a book what he knows we will choose to do. And as soon as you say something like, if Allah knows what I'm going to do, how is it free will? You've already kind of failed because you said in your own statement, if Allah knows what I am going to do, you didn't say if Allah is making me do it. Because we know naturally Allah is not making us do anything. We know. And there's something within us that just knows I have free will. I'm choosing to do what I do. And the idea of determinism on an individualistic pers- like level or perspective, if anything, is just trying to push away the, um, the responsibility you have to be a good person. <laughs> oh, no, it just came back like smushed, man. Yeah, bro. You look like the Smurfs. <laughs> What's going on with that, bro? And he's gone too, bro. Oh, we heard his feelings, man. Subhanallah. Someone wrote, finally got the podcast live, mashallah. And jazakallah khair to Rami for the very succinct answer. Um, It's, you know, to reiterate, it's not that Allah makes you do these things. Allah just knows what you're going to do. You still did it. Therefore, we're still going to be held accountable for everything we do. But Allah just knew it because Allah is not bound by the limitations of a human being, you know, such as, you know, not knowing the chain of events before time occurs and so forth. I know you can find that too much. Next question, Slave of God writes, and you know, thank you for the super chat. How how's brother Zach Gonzalez? Is he fine? Do y'all hear from him? Uh, was he authentic in his story? Yeah, so um, from what we know, again, um, he was authentic from his story. We did talk to him lately. He's just been going through, you know, a lot of things in his life and his personal private life. Um, he did mention it's okay if I share these things, you know, with the podcast. So alhamdulillah, recently, you know, he did get married too. Everything's kind of going good. Um, but you know, there's a lot of things he's taking care of right now. So he hasn't been, you know, in front of people. Um, there were times after he made that video with us that, you know, things got a little dangerous. And because of that, he had to kind of watch his back for a bit. 
but alhamdulillah is fine keep many duas and sister amira jazakallah khair for the super chat next on her bro any beer tips mm, i feel like we talked about this so much man i feel like this information can be found almost everywhere i feel like too. i feel like every live q a has like the same four answers and people just keep yeah. reading them yeah it's cool though um so first off you gotta know where your beard is it's like is it is it like very little is it stubble is it kind of short is it kind of like long um depending on that you have to you'll know whether to grow it or if you have to like do something else to it is it thick is it full if it's not then you either have to wait and let your genetics play their course or you can use rogaine and the derma roller um i don't know from personal experience the effectiveness of this but i have heard that people have had great success with this and unlike the head hair when you use rogaine on your head if you stop using rogaine you lose all this hair but with the rogaine on the beard when you stop using it you actually keep the hair on your face that grows from the rogaine and the derma rolling so that's a way to get it more thicker and to fill in in spots that maybe it's just not filling in for you and uh mashallah on those beard more mashallah quick super chat from brother Hamza 50 pounds no question brothers may Allah bless you all for spreading the truth of the deen I mean and helping us in our journeys highly recommend for our Zahabi podcast and his channel Hassan writes how do we ask for uh, her Baba's number without it being weird it's always gonna be weird, bro. That's all I'm gonna say. It's always gonna be weird. Yeah, no way around it. I think the way to make listen, the way to it's only weird if she's not interested in you. If I'm being completely honest, if she's not interested in you, you're gonna go ask for her father's number and and ask for the hand in marriage. If it's weird, it's either because her dad is weird and he's not open like that, and that's his fault. Or she's not into you, and that's just no one's fault. She just doesn't like you. Move on. But if you if you get to know her, if you talk to her, you get to know her, and you like her, and it's clear she likes you, and you go to her and say, "Can I get your father's number?" She's not gonna just like freak out. She will either say yes, or she will say, "Listen, my dad's not really like that. He's not really into it." And you basically have to push to get the father's number anyways, because you have to go through him or some kind of buddy. Maybe start with the yeah. brother or something. Yeah, I hope that that's a good way to put it. That's a good way to put it. I was thinking too, like, it's usually us who make it weird, like in our heads, we think like it's more weirder than it actually is. So that's why I'm saying like, it's always going to feel weird. Cause like, you're about to ask this girl, like, Hey, let me, can I get your father's number so that I can ask him for your hand in marriage? Like, even if you've kind of already been talking with the girl for a little bit, it, it's in your head, it's going to feel weird. But I, I like what you said, where it's like, if the woman makes it out to be an issue, well, then she just, she doesn't have, like, she's not interested or there's just something going on there with the family. Yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. And it's back, bro. We always, we always just think of ourselves uh, in a very overly critical way. We think we're weird. We think we hate our voice and, like, all these things. We yeah. just think it's weird. Yeah. Weird. No, I agree, bro. Someone wrote, uh, Brother Adel wrote, can we ask questions to them? Yeah, so you can ask questions in the live chat. 
Yeah, ask questions. questions to anyone, bro. Yeah, if you, anytime if you, you want to ask questions to someone in life, just ask them. I'm bad, bro. Go ahead. I don't mean to cut you off, bro. Nah, bro. It's all good. Brother Face Out. Bro, I can't read that. It's too far. I think I'm saying the name right. How can I Basil. be protected from fitna without being married? I'm only 16. Hmm. Man, well, the prophet, salam, he gave the advice to get married. And if, he said, if you can't, then fast. So to follow the advice, mm-hmm. the prophet, which is always the best advice, fast. Um, there are other mm-hmm. things you can do on top of fasting regularly, which I think Anhel is going to get into, inshallah, because he's probably better, better suited to answer this because he talks about it a lot. So why don't you take it over, bro? Oh no, bro! You you said it perfectly though. Like the Prophet wasallam, like whatever he says, that should be always first. And um, what I said before you said it, so my bad for uh, not thinking before I speak. But that would be purpose, purpose. Because like yes, you have to do the fasting. But if one only fasts, and one just disregards like purpose and them having purpose and then the next thing would be like self-improvement if one disregards that too like you're just going to stay in the same place so you're going to keep fasting but then the moment you stop fasting well that's it like you're going back yeah 100 percent. we must stay focused my brothers must stay mm-hmm. focused also things like working out you said self-improvement which encompasses all the things i'm going to mention but you know Basically, working out, learning things, developing hobbies, working on your hobbies, your goals, a business, whatever. You know, all these things, trust me, all these things will keep you away from uh, from that fitna, inshallah. Alhamdulillah. Young Houdini, shout out to you. You just became a member. Let's see. Maz writes, what if the girl has four brothers? You just do it, bro. It's, bro, it's nothing to be intimidated on. Come on, now. Yeah, yeah, bro. It ain't that big of a deal. You just start training some martial arts, though. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Brother writes, where do you see your channel in five years, inshallah? Inshallah, helping more and more people. That's it. Inshallah. Mm. Inshallah. Oh, this is nice. King Real writes, advice to increase love for a Prophet That's a beautiful question. May Allah bless you. And if you think about it, if I were to ask who do you love the most, it's probably the closest person to you who you know the most about. You know, you can't come and say, I, I love Rami. I love him. I love Rami, Anhel, and Fayyad. And you know nothing about us. If you don't know us, you don't love us. So if you want to love somebody, the Prophet, peace be upon him, get to know him. If you get to know the Prophet, who he was, what his life was like, the things he did, his sacrifices, everything he went through, وسلم, you will love him. Just listen to the seerah, read the seerah. And even if you know it, refresh yourself on it. Even hearing or reading the story again will just bring that love again for the Prophet. Peace and blessing be upon him. I don't know. Cal Cal L, that's um that's Superman's name, bro. Yeah, yeah. That's his um I think it's alter ego's name or something like that. <clears throat> his, but that's like, that's, like that's, 
Kent or something. It's Clark Kent, but it's actually I might be getting it wrong, but Cal L, like that's his name, and I know yeah. that because my friend is like really into Superman, so and he told me that. Mm. Yeah, bet, bro. Brother Ali writes advice for praying, fudger consistently, and waking up for it. Do you find it disrupts your sleep cycle? So, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you guys right off the rip that if you're looking at you know a medical point of view, let me just kind of move this aside. If you're looking for a medical point of view, testosterone point of view, scientific point of view, right? It's always gonna say you know you need continuous sleep, you need X amount of sleep, you know. But I'm telling you this too when it comes to an Islamic point of view. You know, Islam transcends a lot of these things and limitations through like empirical science and all that type of stuff. Waking up for Fajr, regardless of if it interrupts your sleep or not, meaning that you don't get all of your sleep before Fajr, you have to wake up before Fajr and then get back to sleep. Because what you do, it's still going to change your life. Waking up for Fajr, specifically if you can go to the masjid, game changer, bro. Game changer. Starting your day, right? Bro, there's literally days where I wake up with the alarm. I don't feel like going up, uh, getting up, but I still get up anyway. And then I pray Fajr. And then, uh, you know, when I wake up later, even if I go back to sleep, I don't regret it. I've never regretted it in my life. So I think it's definitely something you just got to do. Some things in life, yes, there are practical steps that I can give. I'm sure the brothers might have a different answer. But other things in life, do it. There's no, like, perfect way or or, or way to kind of make it easier. You just got to do it. Yeah. And I have an example. I, I, I want to pray Tahajjud one of these nights. I'm sure everyone has had probably like an example like this, but you know, when like you say you want to do something and um, you know, whether you ask Allah or not, like you may be intention and like, maybe you, you, you wake up just out of nowhere. You might wake up before your alarm clock or something like that. Well, I asked Allah, like, like Allah, like I haven't gotten sleep in the past few nights. So I know I'm exhausted, but I would love to pray Tahajjud. And I was, you know, I just sincerely asked like, you know, if, if I if I can do it, then allow me to do this, you know. And and he woke me up. He woke me up at like two or three a.m. And that was definitely not after the um, the sleep cycle had finished. When I looked at the time and all that stuff, it was during the sleep cycle. And the amount of energy, awareness, and just focus that I had upon waking up and just going into making wudu and then going for the prayer. It, it was more than what I would have had if I would have gotten like that perfect, perfect sleep schedule on point where it's like I, I got right there on the sleep cycle. I woke up and nah, bro. It's like Fayette said, man, like it, it, these things, when it comes to a lot, like it transcends, bro. All the things for us, like is it, this, is this, this is how it is for it. This is not even. This, bro, this is nothing. Like, it's even smaller than what I can even put right here. Just think about that. It's even smaller to Allah. To Allah, like, what we experience and our problems, all this, nothing, bro. Like, this is nothing to Allah. Hmm. Rami, anything you want to add, bro? No, that's facts. 100%. SubhanAllah. And um, a lot of the time, it helps just to put it in that perspective. Just think, like, think about your problems from any any case. It's like, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can literally do anything in the world. Anything. Allah could cause a billion dollars to fall out of a plane through your roof into your lap and not harm you. And no one even knows it landed in your house somehow. Like Allah could do whatever he wills. Um, so obviously making sure you wake up at a certain time, so Allah can do that subhanahu wa ta'ala. But at the same time, that doesn't mean Allah will. Right? Yeah. 
So mm. easiest way, easiest way, sleep on time. If you can't sleep on time because you're staying up all night, if even if you can't wake up for Fajr, make sure you wake up at some point early in the morning. 9 a.m., 8 a.m., even 10 a.m. Stay up all day, live life, be a normal human being, go out, see people, work out, go to school, go to work, whatever. You'll be tired enough when you get home at a good time to fall asleep. You fall asleep at 10 p.m., 11 p.m., get a, you know five mm. to eight hours of sleep. You wake up at, uh, at Fajr, inshallah. Should not yeah. be that's a beautiful point, bro. And just to add to that, for anyone that wants to fix your sleep cycle, it's highly recommended that you do what Brother Rami said, <clears throat> where you set the alarm early one day, right? Even if you're not used to it, but you like, for example, let's say you're waking up at like noon every single day, you know, degenerate sleep schedule. I've been through it. The brothers have been through it. We've all been through it. But let's say this is you right now. You're waking up at like 12 or one or two, right? Set it early. Like Brother Rami said one day, like I don't know, eight or nine, something like that. And when you do wake up, Right, get a lot of sunlight in from your early hours of the day. The more sunlight and even artificial light you get starting earlier in the day, the more melatonin, which is the hormone that makes you sleep, the more of that hormone you suppress. So, to keep it in a very layman friendly way, you know, the more melatonin you suppress earlier in the day, so the more light you get earlier in the day, the more sleepy you get as soon as the sun sets. So, people that are up early when the sun rises, they're like out and about, you know, getting sun getting even light in the room, you know, the more they get that from early on, and if they eat a meal, then as soon as the sun sets, shortly after, by the time it's like, Isha, bro, you're going to be ready to knock out. So that's like the best way I recommend to fix a sleep schedule. The second best way is just pull an all-nighter and go back, go to sleep early the next day. But I don't really recommend this because you're going to be in sleep debt the next day. And the next day you might catch yourself, you know, you know, waking up even later than noon or whatever. Alhamdulillah. to uh, Mo for the super chat. Brother Vision Chaser writes, the Andrew Tate podcast was amazing, bros. MashaAllah for taking initiative and being leaders. Tomorrow is my 25th birthday and the best gift I got is Iman, MashaAllah. Mostly thanks to you guys. Alhamdulillah. By the way, who here uh, has a taste for mechanicals and speed? Think about cars. Mm. I, I like, I like adrenaline. Cars. I like adrenaline. Yeah. That's classified as speed. Yeah. I've, I've never been a car guy, but I've always loved cars, if that makes sense. Mm. Yeah, got you, got you. Yeah. Me too, bro. Extra Life writes, what is the main goal of this channel? When we started this channel, we had the, the goal or intention of just helping one person come closer to Allah. And that's literally been our intention till that day, since that day. This was in December of 2020 so basically like very beginning of 2021 you'd say that's when we really started this channel that's when we launched everything and this was literally our goal alhamdulillah um that's uh <clears throat> that's a good question that is a really good question i i'm a person especially like in in, in the past i used to get Especially with people close to me, I used to get hurt, butt hurt at really stupid things, really dumb things. And um, my best advice is if you can't draw the line, just try your best not to be offended at anything. Just try your absolute best. Um, if you have boundaries as, you, as a human being, then don't let people overstep those boundaries for sure. Um, but if you, you just have to be realistic, like imagine if someone asked you to not do whatever it is you're asking them to do, like, let's say you get offended when people eat in front of you, 
imagine never being able to eat in front of like your your loved one it's like you definitely have the problem you're making their life so much more inconvenient for something that very few people or no one else asks of other people but if you're if you're you know, boundary is I don't want you talking to opposite, the opposite gender. That's that's the Islamic norm. I think that's a good thing. Actually, compare it to what Islam says about whatever you're you're asking about. I think that's a good way to to determine. What, what do you guys? So think? I, I got a a good example here. All right. So, in one hand, you have being offended, like genuinely being offended. On the other hand, you have being overly sensitive. Right or just sensitive in general. If someone tells you something, and then you begin to get emotional, and your emotions begin to control you, and what you say and how you act to this person, and and this whole situation, that's you being sensitive. But if you are offended, then it, instead of the emotion taking over, it's more so you being assertive and speaking up and saying what you have to do in order to be uh, very. Did I did I say affirming? Firm, firm, firm. To be very firm, right? Because like, if something offends you, you want to say exactly what it is, and you want to stop that right there in its in in its case or in its tracks. I should say. Um, mm. Y'all get the picture. Y'all get the picture. No, I so, get you. That's, yeah. that's, that's, there's nothing I can even say to top that, bro. That's honestly what it is. And you know, I want to give a huge shout out to uh, my brother Anho, who uh, showed me the perfect example of what it means to never take any ish from anyone and always know his worth. So, mashallah, tabarakallah, bro. You're talking about Iceland? I'm talking about in general, bro. Know your worth, baby girl. <laughs> Sister Khadija, Jazakallah khair for being a member and sending a super chat. May Allah bless you. Yes. Uh, she writes, yes. I don't want marriage and kids, but my mom keeps telling me that I will regret the 23, but marriage is not for me. Mm. Don't say that. Don't, don't say that. I, I think that's... Yeah, um, I'll, I'll let you guys go. Prophet, like, may, I, I think I remember hearing that before. I think I remember the process I'm saying, don't say I will not get married, but, but, but don't quote me on that. I might be confused, so don't quote me on that. But definitely it's, it's from the sunnah to get married. The Prophet said, I believe in the hadith, he said that, that nikah is from my sunnah, right? So you're going against the sunnah of the Prophet by saying marriage is not for me. Now there's reasons. You're saying marriage is not for you. You're a sister. I, can, I, I know why you're saying marriage is not for you. Because you don't think there's any suitable guy that can contribute to your life out there. I uh, don't want to go into personal details, so I won't. There is. There is a man out there who is good. Good for you. Good in his religion. Good in his character. And will contribute to your life in a beneficial way. He will financially provide for you, at least to some extent. And that will mm -hmm. make you feel more woman womanly. And it will make him feel more manly. And inshallah, there will be a good dynamic there. So I'm not saying go and run off and get married. All I'm saying is 23 is not, is not too old, right? But do not shut it out. Make dua, pray istikhara. And if someone comes to you, don't shut him out just because he's a guy. Please, for the, for the love yeah, of God. Yeah. It'll save you. You don't want to be 50 and all your friends are married and you're not married and you're sitting alone in your house. You don't I want that. that. I see that a lot, bro. There's a lot of these sisters nowadays. They kind of unfortunately fell for a lot of this... Uh, modern women's movements you know even saying the word subhanallah will get this deep platform now and get a strike but they, they fall for a lot of this stuff and the programming that goes with it and at the end of the day i'm not here to say you know women can't study your work or whatnot it's not my place to say that but what i will say is it's in both of our fitras as men and women naturally the way allah has made us to crave intimacy family marriage this type of stuff 
So understand that if if there's something within you that doesn't want that, why is that? It could be perhaps some type of uh, experience in your childhood that has kind of triggered you or growing up and, and, and kind of having a bad example of marriage around you. So you've associated marriage with those bad examples, even though it was those, you know, case by case um, experiences that you've witnessed. So it could be a lot of different things. But Anhel, what do you think before we go on? I think y'all said it perfectly. Honestly. Okay. Alhamdulillah. Next Alhamdulillah. question we got from A Main. Everyone is worried about their pea size before getting married, but nobody talks about the level of testosterone. So, what's the least amount of you, uh, least amount of you, uh, least amount you should have? I think that's what he means before getting married. Uh, bro, I would say anywhere from like 600 to 700 nanograms per deciliter. I know today the a- average amount they're going to say is obviously from like you know, anywhere from 300 to like a thousand. And they're going to say, Oh, if you're at 300, that's okay. I personally don't, again, this is not medical advice or anything like that, but I think 300 is pathetic. The average, like 60 year old, about like 50, 60 years ago has the same testosterone as like, you know, probably like anyone our age now. I think that's, uh, that's disrespectful, bro. Habibi, bro. Let's just keep it simple for them, man. If you wake up and your, uh, your soldier down there is saluting you, you're good. If you wake up and uh, he's a hey, he he's still sleeping, and that's like a constant thing. All right, then you should probably start changing up your lifestyle. You know, eating better, sleeping better, doing more exercise, moving more stuff like that. Hundred mm, yeah. percent. There's ways you can improve your testosterone. Inshallah, reach out to either me or brother Anhel. Links in the description. You know, we got you. Inshallah. Um, next question. Brother Rahim writes. What is the line between being... Oh, no, never mind. We already got that. You read that, bro. Remove that. Next, we got a question from Brother Mo. How should I balance going to the gym, studying, and working? Just turned 20 today. What age did you get married or own place? Studying molecular cell biology. MashaAllah. MashaAllah. What you think, Agave? I feel like any of us can answer this question because all of us have to balance a lot in life right now. Yeah. It just, yeah. you just you kind of do it. Yeah, you go ahead. Go ahead. I, all I want to say is you just kind of do it. Like you just, you, you yeah. set the most important thing at number one, which the gym is definitely important, but it's never going to be the most important thing, right? Um, for example, your prayer, your salah, your your family, your your work, probably the most important things in your life or school for your, in your case, school, most important things in your life. Um, you yeah. fit the gym maybe in between classes, you have half an hour, an hour. You just, yeah. you just end up doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, on bro, what yeah. do you think? I agree on that point. And to add on to it, I would say first, you just do it. You start doing everything and you try to find the balance. And then second is like knowing exactly which one has the highest priority. Because you could be working, but you could have some time during your work to actually study. Maybe studying is like your main priority. See what I'm saying? Uh, There's more that I could say before. Is there anything you would add? Mm, Honestly, just have a schedule, bro. I use uh, I use this app called Calendly, and it's linked yeah. like you know you can link it to your Google Calendar, or iOS Calendar, or anything like that. And anything I have from like my coaching clients, I put on that. Anything I have when Anhel or Rami wants to do something off camera, I put it on that. Anytime I go to the gym, bro, I literally put it on that because if I don't, then someone has my Calendly link, like a client, 
and they book it, then I can't go to the gym in that time, right? So I literally use Calendly for anything and everything that I do. This is not a promotion. You know, we're not sponsored by them. Just like Brother Anha was promoting the hell out of lactate pills in the in-person. We're not a sponsor for that, you know. But we do give credit where it's, where it's due, bro. Definitely. So do you, do you schedule your bathroom breaks? Only sometimes, bro. Only like the long ones, you know. Yeah, yeah I'm doing that. I'd say the HMI last thing, right? hold up, hold up, hold up. The last thing that I would add on to the, the point to bring it all together is to not waste time on your phone, like social media, stuff like that. Because that, that'll be the worst thing. It's like, you know, you have these things to do, but it's so much that you just you end up not doing. You go on your phone and you spend hours like just looking at random stuff. Like this is never this is never going to allow you to find a balance. On a real one. I think they're referring to your uh, your comments. Yeah, the soldier. Cracker wrote soldier. Yes, we uh we. Sh- I don't want to. Should I? Should I give I think, details? I think I think you've I think you've been pretty eloquent enough, bro. And if they don't understand that, then I don't even know what to say, bro. Someone wrote, "It always salutes me with kindness." Muhammad writes, "Man, We can't we can't say a lot of different terms, bro. Otherwise, we're gonna get. You know, yeah, yeah, no. Y'all understand. Sharif writes and Jazakallah Khair for the super chat. Do you guys use sauna, uh, massage machine, and stretch? Yo, wallah, I just read that. As um, do you guys use the sauna and massage gun on like? I'm not gonna say what I read in my mind, but I'll, I'll say the translation, which is the soldier, like I was saying in the other thing. I thought he was asking if we use a sauna and a massage gun on our soldiers. I was like, whoa, bro. You want to put him to rest for the law? Damn, chill. I'm stuck for the law. I, um, I, I should stretch. I think about it often. I never do. Um, and I, I don't use them. I don't even own a massage gun, to be honest. I think it, it would probably relieve a lot of pain. A lot of pain. Yeah. I do yoga. Yoga, yeah. You do it still? Yeah. Bro, I, I still do it because, like, it, the flexibility and mobility that I get from it is amazing. Mm-hmm. It just gets really weird sometimes. I'm not going to lie. Like, sometimes it's just really weird. I'll be, in, like, in this weird position. I'm like, yo, if I were to see myself doing this, like, back then, I'd be so disgusted at myself. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Leave a, we got about 15 minutes left. Please leave a super chat down below if you want to guarantee to. Uh, response we got about five super chats that we're gonna blast through inshallah um next one is from the same sister uh sister khadija who wrote uh basically you know i don't want to get married i don't want to do this i'm 23 my mom wants me to get married she writes now by the way i am a feminist and entitled lol i have childhood you know i can't say that word because again you you guys have no idea what words get get strikes on youtube it's it's kind of insane but whatever uh childhood bad experiences and i don't know how to cook and clean so i'm saving myself from divorce i know marriage is sunnah um seems like you're you're kind of you have a fear of things not working out in your favor so you're kind of like let me not go through it and possibly get burned let me just not go through it at all um, it's kind of a nihilistic way to look at it, but what do you guys think? Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Actually, the first thing that came to my mind is it's it's an ideological or in terms of your aqidah, there's there's um a deficiency there, and that's obviously no like disrespect to you. It's just you know if you're looking at it not from the perspective of I'm gonna do my best and trust in Allah, you're looking at it and from like Fayyad said, a nihilistic perspective, which is like 
it might not work out screw it i'm just not going to get involved to begin with that's a very that's that's i honestly i think that's very sad and listen it as an individual you'll probably feel a lot better and wait time out there is no way you don't know how to clean that's a lie there's no one on earth that doesn't know how to clean yeah anyone knows how to clean that's that's not true you can clean cook is different cooking is like an art you can learn how to cook sister your mom wants you to get married go say mama habib teach me how to cook she'll she'll love it bro she will love to sit down with you inshallah and teach you how to cook you know how to cook you know how to clean because there's no way you don't don't tell me you don't you do drop the feminism oh i just got us demonetized no 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 no. don't worry don't worry just bismillah go drop the uh the uh the don't make me reach through this camera and slap you bro drop the feminism please and uh, if you feel you're entitled, please drop that as well. Go back to the basics of the Quran and the Sunnah. Learn how to be a good wife. And if a good husband comes your way, go through it, inshallah. Go for it. And listen, even if you end up in divorce in the future, may, may Allah protect you from that and our sisters and our brothers. Allahumma ameen. Ameen, bro. If it happens, right. it happens. There's nothing you could do to control it. Qadr Allah. Just do everything you can to prevent it in your own head. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Khadija, Khadija, Khadija. I'm about to... Actually, I'm going to try to hold back. I don't want to... I don't want this to come off the wrong way. So uh, may Allah make me have the best of speech here for you. But it sounds like you're playing the victim card. And I don't say that in a way to, like, put you down. I say that in a way to, like, show you that, hey, you know, if you were to not do this, if you were to not play the victim card, look at what you could do. Look at what Rami just said. You could ask your own mom, show me how to cook. And she would love to show you how to cook. Right? You you think that a, a man is not going to do anything for you. You pray to Allah. You pray to Allah. You ask Allah to put a man that is going to do something for you. Ask Allah to put a man that's actually going to change all this way of thinking that you have right now. And if you think that Allah won't do that, then I, I don't know what to tell you, but it's like we were saying before, our problems are nothing to Allah. You know, like if you, if you think about it, we are a speck in all of existence. Like think mm-hmm. of us as a human and then think about the universe that Allah created. Look how small we are in this creation of Allah. Right? And then you have Allah. Allah is bigger than all of his creation. So if you think, if we're a speck in comparison to the, the, the universe, and if we're, we're less than a speck in comparison mm-hmm. to Allah, we're nothing in comparison to Allah, then what are your problems? Like, you really think that Allah can't just change things like that for you? Mm-hmm. You know? So it's like, and Allah says it very clearly in the Quran. Indeed, he will not change the situation of a person until they change what's within themselves. Mm. So you have to make the intention. You got to put that victim card down and start to see, okay, how can I do this differently? How can I do that differently? You have to be willing. You have to make that first step. And look, uh, yeah, look at you, Ustad Anha, bro. Mashallah, I love that answer, bro. No, 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 no. don't, don't praise me, bro. I ain't no stud. Now, nah, listen, bro. I'm, I'm just saying, Mashallah, Tabarakallah, just seeing how far you've come in the last two years of being a Muslim. May Allah increase you and keep you steadfast on the deen, bro. I mean, I mean and bro. that was such a good answer, bro. I don't even know what to add to that. Um, brother Danny writes, 
uh, you are straight. Oh, why are you even here saying you are, uh, uh, you know, the reality is no man would want your whatever. Stay single. Oh, you get that. Get that. Come on. Get that Hold up, bro. Get that Hold up. Bro, no, no, can no. I can I address this around me? Don't I, you don't read it. Don't don't read it. You can address this comment. Don't. I'm don't not gonna it. read it, bro. Listen, I'm not saying the words. Stay single and shut up. No one. Wa- okay, bro. I sure as hell hope your ass ain't Muslim, bro. There's no way you could be a Muslim and here you know be racist, bro. There's no way that would not make any sense whatsoever. In the Quran, Allah specifically writes that an Arab is not better than a non-Arab. Non-Arab is not better than Arab. Whites are not better than blacks. Blacks are not better than whites. So I don't I don't get why that comment came. Additionally, you know, you, I see a lot of comments too that are attacking her. And I want to make it clear too, I see a lot of brothers that are kind of following, you know, Red Pill and, you know, they're kind of extremely anti, you know, these types of women. And I think it's a very reactionary thing. It's not coming from a place of groundedness. And I see a lot of these sisters too. Unfortunately, they're coming from a reactionary place to specific types of men. And if y'all keep coming from this reactionary point of view, you're never going to get to a point where you are going to understand one another the way Allah has, you know, given us the free will, the compassion and empathy to understand one another. And I'm not saying this to, to Danny because I support this sister's movement. That's not what I'm doing. I don't support that whatsoever. I'm anti that. But what I do follow is Islam. And Islam tells us to have compassion and teach one another to understand one another, not to just be reactionary. For example, if I see a sister at this extreme, I'm not going to come to her from this extreme, from like red pill or anything like that, because that's going to be too much, bro. It's going to drive her further away. What I will do is meet her where she is at and then try to understand and make her understand why what she's following is not correct and what a better approach will be. And I'll lead that by example and through character, not through harsh words, bro. You're not going to influence anyone like that. Bro, I mean... Like, we're, we're an ummah. We're a community. Like, you're, you're supposed to look out for one another. Whether it's a brother or a sister. Like, we are all part of the same, like, religion. We're all brothers and sisters in Islam. And you already know, like, Muslims, we're not perfect. No human is perfect. So we have to be very, very aware, man, very compassionate, you know? Like, we have to understand, like, okay, if this person's imperfect, they might be doing something that we might not agree with. And all we can do is remind them. All we can do is give them nasiha. And if they don't want to follow, okay, the khalas and leave it at that. But like, I don't know, bro. The the comment wasn't even. Let's say that the comment wasn't mm-hmm. even. Mm-hmm. Messed up. That 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 is your Muslim sister. Like, ideally, as a Muslim man, you should be willing to die for her. Yes, if she, as an individual, and you, as an individual, were in the street and you saw a man attacking her, you should be ready to die for her. That is your duty as a man in Islam. That is your duty as a man in Islam. You should be willing to stand up for it. But what are you doing? You're sitting here and you're bad-mouthing her and you're disrespecting her and being racist and going against the son of the Prophet, peace be upon him, and what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commands us in the Quran. And it's disgusting. She, she's wrong, 100%. We don't, we don't support that at all, feminism. We don't support it. But why bringing racism into it? Maybe I just got to demonetize there. But just say, bro, just say, just say empowerment. Screw the terms, man. Screw the terms. But bringing that into it, what, what are you achieving? Honestly, what are you achieving? Stuff with a lot of things. I put him in timeout. Bad boy. Bad boy, you're in timeout. <laughs> Think about what you did. Think about what you did. Uh, oof. That's facts, bro. 
Miller, protect us from that, bro, because unfortunately, I do I do see a lot of this in the Ummah, and this is not the, the deen that the Prophet came, bled for, put his life on the line for. This is not the deen where we're racist and we're, we're, we're discriminating one another for the color of your skin, bro. What type of, what type of you know, nonsense is that, bro? I understand that in, in specific, you know, white supremacy movements. What type of stuff is that in Islam, bro? You think there's a place for that in Islam? And and it makes no sense, bro. And check yourself, bro. It doesn't matter if you're you're someone hating on just black people. Check yourself if you're hating on anyone for anything that's unwarranted and unjustifiable. And I see this a lot in a lot of different communities. I'm not going to mention any names now because my experiences might be anecdotal. And I don't want to generalize based on those experiences. But I've been to a lot of different countries where Islam is supposed to be the norm there. And I have experienced a lot of hatred and discrimination because I'm not from that type of appearance and i'm not from that type of culture and that's not okay bro we're all ambassadors of islam so that's not how we should be do you want to read that out one of you yeah i got it inshallah uh allah says in the quran surah al-imran let not the believers take disbelievers for friends and preference to believers tips for and then he says he quotes and then he asks tips for finding strong muslim brothers who want to relent relentlessly build and improve, all I have is YouTube. Depends on where you live. I would say go to the masjid is the first place. If you're in school, go to the MSA. Um, anywhere where there will be Muslims who, inshallah, are practicing. If you don't have that, unfortunately, you do have to you know, meet people online and be friends with them online, which is not ideal, but it's better than being alone. And um, give da'wah. Maybe you will convert people to Islam. Bring them to Islam. And once they get to a good level of practicing... You know, you'll be mutually beneficial for each other. But for now, yeah. I think focusing on yourself is the most important thing. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That was that was amazing. Anho, anything you want to say for that? So you, you already started to do it for yourself, but get deeper into it for yourself, and you'll notice that you'll start attracting that, or not even uh, let's let's leave that that weird new age terminology stuff away. Uh, you'll start to see that Allah starts to bring that into your life because Allah loves consistency. And when Allah sees that you're consistent in learning more and you want this, this is what you want in your life, you want also other people who are also learning more and trying to get closer to Allah, He will put that in your life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, next we got, let me see. Rami, I want to hear your take on this because we got to wrap this up soon. So we got some super chats after this too. Uh, Rahman writes, I think fem is fine if you only advocate for women's rights prescribed in Islam. Since some Muslim communities do not fairly fulfill these rights, especially um, yeah, that South Asia. So let me reconstruct what you're saying. Because Muslims don't practice Islam properly, we need to bring an outside ideology that white men created decades ago to basically um, liberate, but actually constrict Muslims and strip them of their practices in order to bring back Islam and what Islam says in terms of the rights of women. You see the problem. You're not bringing Islam back. You're bringing another ideology that is progressive, that morphs into something else, and that eventually, actually in both ends, in the beginning... And what it becomes is un-Islamic. It is a man-made secular ideology that has morphed into making women into men and men into women. 
right? There have been six, maybe seven waves of feminism. Maybe in the first wave with voting and all that stuff. Okay, Islam was already on that 1400 years ago. Okay, no, thank you. It was already on that. No need for it. Now it's morphed into something that is, is ruining, ruining. Yes, it is ruining men and women. So why would you want such a thing? Why don't we just teach our Muslim brothers what Islam actually says about women's rights? Teach them to be honorable men, to honor their women, to take care of them, to be modest, to be chaste, to be all the beautiful things we ask men and women to be. And then we will have a non-promiscuous proper society. If anything, the problems you are seeing are problems that feminism brings. Because now you are expected to work and provide 50% of the income when Islam gives you the right to be taken care of in your basic needs, necessity. So hmm. it's a double-edged sword. You will lose every single time. So just forget that feminism <laughs> and come to Islam, inshallah. Yeah, and you got to think about it too. Uh, before we even read Hadith's coming here, this is an ideology. As humans, we attach ourselves to ideologies, right? The moment we attach ourselves to an ideology and we start learning about it, like the more we learn about it, the more attached we become. And at some point or another, this this the, this movement, this ideology here that we're talking about, it maybe in the very beginning it was somewhat aligned with Islam, but at some point it completely veered off course. Just like red pill completely veered off course. Like all this stuff may start with Islam, but then it veers off the path. All right, and. At that point, once it veers off, then you have to go through the cognitive dissonance of letting that go so that you can come back to Islam. And that's very difficult. So why not just start with Islam from the beginning? Why not just start with this ideology? And it's not even, it's more than ideology, but we'll say it for the example purpose. Start with this ideology, attach yourself to that, and then you'll notice that at no point do you ever have to let it go because it's complete. MashaAllah. And Sister Khadija writes, I'm not following that ideology. It's shirking against the deen. Um, I can't conform nor deny that because I'm not a scholar. But, I'm, you know, for the sole purpose, I can say it's definitely un-Islamic. Um, I was just joking. Thanks, y'all, for the advice and love. May Allah bless you. Just Yalla. in the future, don't don't say, don't even make jokes like that. The Prophet ﷺ, and it's difficult. It's difficult to follow this nowadays. I agree 100%. I, I don't follow this perfectly, but... Um, the Prophet ﷺ, he would only joke in ways that were truthful, right? He wouldn't even tell a lie in a joke. So in, in saying things, even jokingly, you know, imagine saying something uh, negative about Allah as a joke. It's not a joke. That's, that's messed up, astaghfirullah. Imagine saying something negative about the deen as a joke. It's not a joke. So same thing, especially when you're just typing it, we, don't, we can't read the irony in it, right? We can't read the sarcasm in it. It just, it, everyone took it seriously. All three panelists and people in the comments, and they lost their mind as you saw don't say that even as a joke. <laughs> Donnie, boy. Donnie, get your racism in check, boy. Uh, Come on now. I think, I think people, you know, I was trying to expose Khadija, bro. My guy, you just exposed yourself. SubhanAllah. But we will wrap this up soon. Um, we got one from, uh, let's see, Brother Sharif, YouTube member, and the Super Chat. Barakallah fikum. What do us Muslims and RP differ? Oh, bro, we made video on. We made a whole video on that, bro. We don't want to waste time now. Yeah, type in the three Muslims and then like the RP. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you want to quickly give any books you have on Islamic philosophy, just because we want to blast through the last amount of questions, class. You can even give. I'm two. not. I'm not even the best, bro. I'm not the best okay. person to okay. give recommendations on this. Um, I would say Shaykh Al Islam Ibn Taymiyyah. 
Rahmatullahi Alay, Ibn Qayyim, Imam Al Ghazali, Rami, if you have any. Um, read, start start with um, Imam Al Tahawi, Rahimullah. I think that's his name, his book on Tawheed. Start with that, inshallah. MashaAllah. Jazakallah khair. Okay, next question we got from Brother, I think it says Sali. I want to drop out and start an online business. <laughs> Pray, praise the Qadr. Praise the Qadr. That's yeah. it. Don't That's don't it. listen to what anyone says. Praise the Qadr. If Allah gives you the guidance to drop out and start an online business, then you know you can't go wrong there. But if you pray this Qadr and you see direct sign from Allah to not drop out, then it would be very unwise of you to drop out at that point. Yeah. My... Mm. This, the steps to istikhara first, you reflect on it yourself. And then you do something called, I think, istishara, which you go and seek, you know, people's advice and stuff. And then you, when you when you make a decision yourself, or even if you're still confused, you pray istikhara. What I will say, this is contrary to what Brother Anhil said, to just use your discretion, right? Do what you think is best, inshallah, and pray istikhara, make dua for sure. I would say don't drop out of school because you... If you have both, yes, it'll be harder to scale your business because you have less time and, and resources allocated to your business. But that is genuinely the safest option. If you if you start your business and you notice at some point it's not getting anywhere and it's just not something that is sustainable or feasible, you're still in school. You still have that at least as a cushion. But if you start it and you see that it's going somewhere and then it's gotten you to a, a good place where you're comfortable dropping out of school and continuing with it and you see long-term sustainability in this business, then you can drop out. Praise the Lord, obviously, but then it would be safer too. I would just, you know, uh, reckon discretion and um, caution, caution, inshallah. Nah, bro, you said it perfectly. I would have said that. I just wanted, like, to give a very simple answer, so I just said praise the Lord. Yeah, just that, sorry, I forgot we're ending. I keep going on tangents. Yeah, that- nah, you're good, bro. You're good. Uh, okay, next. Super HMI writes, is it true that doing seed retention for too long will give you prostate cancer? Uh, again, we can't give medical advice. We're not qualified. But not releasing frequently uh, in a permissible way, obviously, Islamically too, as a man, will lead to prostate pro- problems on average. So we Ooh. recommend that you get married. Let yeah, me but, jump in here. At the same time, what about like um, nocturnal? Yeah, climax? yeah, yeah. Okay, let, let, me, let me jump in on this, boys. So... You have what you just said, the nocturnal emissions. That is your body releasing. So will you have issues because you're retaining? No. Now, they did a study on this where they had groups of young men and then groups of older men. The young men were like, I think it was like 15 to 30, and the older men were like 15 up, right? And for the younger men, if they released too often, it actually caused them to have more of a risk to have prostate cancer than if they didn't release as often. But for the men over 50, not releasing as often actually increased the risk of prostate cancer. So where, whereas the young, it's reversed, the older, it's, it's completely opposite. So what you hear from doctors saying, oh, like you have to release or else you're going to have prostate cancer, that's for older men. Not for the younger men. For the younger men, it's actually learning how to control yourself and, and not releasing so damn much. Thank you, uh, NoFab Guru. MashaAllah. <laughs> no, that was factual. That, that, was, a, that was a great That was a great answer. Remember the study too, bro. Allah Mubarak. Uh, 
Uh, brother writes, Assalamu alaikum. How do you brothers avoid women that try to tempt you into zina? Let's be I'm going to be honest, bro. Women don't try and tempt me into zina. I don't know who you think we are, or at least me. Like, I don't have women coming left and right like, hey, yo, come here. I'm not used to falay salam. Uh, but just lower your gaze. Don't talk to them. If they try, you know, get out of my face. Leave. If you, just, if you push a woman away enough, she'll, you know, her ego will be triggered and she'll be like, you know, screw that guy. He must be. Some women, know, bro, they try harder. Great. Trust me, bro. This is not. Then, yeah. No, you, you got to do what Ali Dawa did. Remember when you had Ali Dawa and you say he was uh, talking to the one sister and he wanted to like get to know her for marriage. But then she was like, she was basically trying to go like the Zina route. And then he's like, sister, like, and he basically just told her the truth. Like, look, like I'm trying to do this like proper. You're always trying to do this. Like, I think you should, you know, get this, you know, get this fixed in your head because this is not the way to do it. And then she came back to him. She came back to him months later, basically saying, thank you. So it's like in this situation, bro, if you have a girl that's trying to like do something, like, bro, tell her straight up, like, I'm trying to get to know you with the intention of marriage. So let me get your Wally's number. And if mm -hmm. she still doesn't want to do it, then be like, okay, well, I, we can't talk, you know? That's and it, it's as simple as that. You have to be proper with it. You have to have your boundaries. You have to stand for that because if you don't stand for that, then you're just going to fall for it, you know? That's money. That's money. Super, super sticker. Next question we got, and Jazakallah for the super sticker. Um, what is the best way to support our local masajid, which needs funds to be built via YouTube? Um, from what I know, Anil, you can you can you know give some insight on that because you got a friend that does fundraising, right? Um, we all got a brother, mashallah. Uh, shout out to you if you're watching this. But this person does recommend running ads and campaigns. Um, but again, we're not experts in this. So we can't speak on that. We set out a specific portion of every dollar that we earn from YouTube and everything that you guys donate for a masjid fund. Alhamdulillah, we have enough money to build a masjid, bro, already. So uh, inshallah, that's going to come soon. Inshallah, whenever we make time, vlogs and everything will be up. But that's kind of what we're doing. We're doing the organic route. I think if you guys are in a time crunch to build a YouTube following and raise money, isn't necessarily going to be the fastest way uh, unless you can go viral or something like that. But you can do a GoFundMe and there's other yeah. people. If you if you really like in a time crunch like that, or if you just want it to be a better way to provide for the masjid, reach out to like the Muslim content creators and like have a way to show that what you are presenting is real and that you're just looking to help the masjid because it's it really needs help. Like I, I've I went to a masjid over here in France where it's like the floor is just tarp. The floor is literally just tarp. And all the brothers are praying on that. So it's like, that would be a case where you could show pictures, you could show videos, and you could show the location and everything. And they could even come out to see it if they want. You could give them the opportunity for them to come out and see it. So that way they know it's real. And then you ask them to help out. And I mean, come on now, like, if, they, if they're Muslim, which you know, I'm not trying to, like, try anyone here but like they're, they're gonna help you know like this is what we do we help our brothers and sisters hmm. okay blue ass what is the best career for muslim women i would say bro become a mother or sis what about you two no no career is just something creative a creative outlet don't look at it as a career career is for men career is for men because career is something that you have to like be literally giving up your free time and time with your family to be able to do so that you can provide. That's what a career is. But if you do something as a creative outlet, you can make money from it, 
or you can not make money from from it but it's still a creative outlet so you're gonna do it either way and you're gonna enjoy it you know what i'm saying so it's like that's what a woman should be doing and a woman does that best when she has a proper man that can support her that can provide for her the women that you see who are providing for themselves they they don't have the opportunity really to have this creative outlet and if they do have the creative outlet it's not as proper as when they they have that space you know what i'm saying yeah yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, go on. Do what, you know, what you're good at, what's halal, what you'll be helpful, beneficial in, right? And that could be, you know, what Brother Anu was saying with a, with a hobby or a career, not something that's not monetary, but it's beneficial, right? You could be a teacher, for example. You can go volunteer at an Islamic school and teach a Sunday class or go to the masjid, start a Sunday class or if you have the knowledge to do it. You know, you can go based off a book that you understand and, and maybe teach some some younger sisters or maybe children. There are many things you could do. Do what you're beneficial at, right? I think it's very important that we have like female dentists and female doctors because, you know, when our wives or sisters or mothers have to go to the dentist or doctor, I'd rather have a woman working on her than a man. So, you know, these things are unnecessary. If you're good at it, if that's what you can do, inshallah, go for it. But be very careful. Prioritize your family, inshallah. Don't put off having kids. Mashallah, mashallah. Next, it's, got it's gotta be though, it's gotta be though, like something that Allah wills you to, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, it can't be for the money. And that, this is like before I even get to this, like, this is what like, I want to say is very important to like make the distinction here because for men, we could we should all have like a creative value, we should all be like trying to do something that we actually enjoy that we actually want to do in this world. But like, think about it as a man, we could we could really enjoy something and you could make a living off of it, but it's like you have to think about those that you were providing for like maybe your wife or your family or something like it's not just us we have the we have the not priorities we have the we have the the damn the burden of providing right so because we have the burden of providing we can't just always think like oh i want to do this i want to follow my passion no we have to think like okay how can i make the best amount for this so that i can provide and then how can I make this amount as well so that I have the free time to do these things that I enjoy? But for a woman, it's like, again, if the woman is provided for, she's given the space to relax and be in her feminine, well, then she doesn't have to think this way. She can just think, okay, what do I actually want to do? What can I give my best at? You know, how can I do, uh, back then they would say, like, do, do God's work. You know what I'm saying? Alhamdulillah. All right, so three more super chats. Uh, brother or sister ways writes Anha, would you recommend marriage sites or asking friends for getting married options seem limited as a white revert i've never experienced racism but after reverting i get rejected left right and center yeah um look i'm gonna i'm gonna do i'm gonna say what uh ali dawa said where it's like you just you kind of go in whichever way that comes your way but at the end of the day, like Allah's gonna be the one that puts this person in your life. So you don't know. It might be it might be through like a halal marriage type site, and I'm not advocating for it. I don't like those things. But it's like, bro, like if if that's what Allah is is putting in your life, then like you'd be blocking it if you didn't go. You know what I'm saying? So like the only way you know is to actually go through with it and just keep praying istikhara. So that Allah keeps guiding you throughout the entire way. Alhamdulillah. Next, Super Chat. Jazakallah khair for supporting the channel. Brothers, I have a close friend 
once atheists debated him about the universe contingency argument, he went agnostic after. He has the Quran. How can I encourage him to look more into Islam? So, like, basically, the next step. Hmm. Well, a lot of the time, uh, it's not a, a logical issue. It's more of a uh, emotional one. So maybe he realized that logically there's absolutely no way that he can be an atheist because you can never prove God does not exist. And you definitely had a role in that. May Allah bless you. So he said, okay, whatever, I'm agnostic. But for him, it's just pushing the problem back one step. Now you can't go to him and ask, why are you atheist? He can just plead, you know, the fifth and confusion the rest of his life if he really wants to. Um, obviously, you know, he'll be held accountable, but in his head, at least. It might be an emotional problem. So consider just being, you know, focus, have a focus on being a good friend to him, being a good brother, being there for him, genuinely caring about him as a Muslim should to begin with. And time to time, when the time is right, have the discussion with him about Islam. Listen, I told you about the contingency argument. We define what necessary existence is. That's exactly what we believe in as Muslims. Now, we have established there must be something necessary, right? So if the necessary existence willed for us a religion in a way, if God willed for us a, a religion in a way, there needs to be a way of deciphering which religion is true, if any of them are true. And then go into the arguments for Islam. Show the prophecies of the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, uh, if it is a logical thing. But if it, I think it's emotional, probably focus on that end. And make sure, inshallah, he's in the right place to be able to listen to your logical arguments and propositions. No. Alhamdulillah. Brother Uzair writes, you guys should do interviews with your Muslim subs on live streams. Inshallah, we're considering doing a call-in show, as Rami mentioned a few streams ago. Um, so, inshallah, we will bring that back. Um, Bonjour writes, how to buy properties halal way in GTA area. Um, it's tough, man. Foreign investing would be a little bit better now because of the inflation here is crazy. Very expensive to get stuff. You want to get a mortgage. Um, so, I wouldn't even know. What about you guys? Um, Unless you um, meant GTS Grand Theft Auto, bro, then it's super easy, bro. I got you the cheat codes too. Um, I the only thing I can think of is is renting to buy, but those options are very limited. I'm not saying this is halal. I don't know. Go ask a scholar. But I remember hearing about something called Life at Key, which is like they have like condos and stuff downtown um, where you can rent to buy. So it's like mortgage payments, but no interest. And you, you, you pay rent every month mm. and it's going towards actually fully buying and owning that house eventually. Mm. Um, so that's all. Yeah. That. That's yeah all so maybe you could go through something like that and then you could also, and this is just ideas. Again, like I'm not, I, I'm not one to get fatwas or anything like that, but this is just an idea where it's like you get um, a mortgage or something like that. Let's say it's halal. Right, you get a mortgage, you have money to pay back, right? But what you do is like when you buy it, then you just rent out the place. I don't know if you said that. Did you say that, bro? Is that what you were referring to? Wait, what? Or no? Like when you buy the place, or no? Nah, like he, you... he he was saying you rent the place, and then part of your rent goes towards building equity for you to own the house. Whereas what I think yeah, yeah, you yeah. were asserting is you buy it and then you put it up for rent, and then you you let them kind of take over the mortgage. No, kind of. What I'm saying is, like, let's say you got a mortgage, just halal mortgage. You still have to pay this money back. Um, but what you do now with the place, since it's it's kind of yours, it's not fully yours, but it's kind of yours, you can rent it out, like, almost like an Airbnb-type deal. And uh, you could basically pay for all of it within, like, a year if you were really on it. But, guys, this is not Islamic advice. Just so you yeah, know. yeah. Again, this is just ideas. I, I don't... 
I, I, I don't know the fatwas or anything like that. Seventh Angel writes, what do T3M think about Andrew Tate and his statements about Islam? We've already made a video last week. Just watch mm -hmm. that because we don't want to take too long on this. Uh, Brother Amir writes, "Assalamu alaikum from across the pond. What do y'all think of new King Charles III and his previously shown depth of understanding towards Islam? Uh, Rami made an excellent point, bro. Rami, do you want to talk about that? About yeah, all of these non-Muslims. Yeah, I mean, even if a non-Muslim understands Islam, what does that like? Why why should we care? Like, yeah, that's good, but the best thing they can do for themselves is become Muslim. And if they don't, even if they love Islam, but they don't become Muslim, that doesn't benefit us at all. That doesn't that, honestly, I would say that it doesn't even benefit him. If anything, it's working against him because he knows so much about Islam, he loves it, and he's not practicing it. There has to be a real problem behind that. So who cares, honestly? Who cares if he? knows or loves or even if he loves Islam, who cares right he's not a muslim focus on us as, as muslims giving dawah to him to bring him to islam if he never accepts islam so what who cares bro like it's not in our hands it shouldn't we shouldn't take it so seriously when a non-muslim loves islam bro why we give so much authority and power to these people who cares it doesn't mm -hmm. matter mm -hmm. okay last question for today sister charlie writes do you guys do you think a guy can change for a girl he is really serious about or he yeah. really is serious about only it. if he wants to only if only he if wants he to change inside yeah. he, he can't he can't change because of the girl he has to change because he wants to change but don't don't do anything in terms of marriage or or anything like that where you basically expect something and you hope someone to change because at the end of the day that is out of your control that's in the control of allah and a lot of themselves too so i would just not do that by the way guys no more super chats because we we are going to end the stream rami do you have anything to say to that Bro. Uh, no, let's just answer this one last super chat. Yeah, let's do it, bro. It. Um, yes, brothers, I told my friend about prophecies of the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. It seems to be an emotional argument. I'm not sure how to counter that. Just, bro, counter emotion with emotion. Show him love. Show him what the Muslim community is like. Maybe something will open up in his heart. Just know that at the end of the day, it's in the hands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If, even if he accepts Islam, you're not responsible. Maybe Allah used you, but it's not because of you. It's only because of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yeah, 100%. MashaAllah. No. All right. No. See you guys fun? once again. Made it this far. Smash the like button. We are doing streams on Fridays at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Fridays at 6 p.m., which is about 11 p.m. in the UK. And we are doing it this time too. Sundays at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, which is 5 p.m. UK time. And you will get in-person podcast episodes with all of us together every single Wednesday. Inshallah from now on. Inshallah. And with that being said, Allahumma atina fid dunya hasana wa fil akhirati hasana wa qina adhab al-nar. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.